Welcome back to episode number eight of the podcast. And today we're talking all about all the things that we can be doing when our launches and even our evergreen campaigns are maybe not going to plan. I've had a few people messaging me over the last couple of weeks, kind of trying to get a lay of the land of what's going on at the moment. And I wanted to kind of chat through that today. Before I do though, I wanted to address an elephant in the room. For those of you who have been listening for the two times a week that I've been posting since we launched, um, there was a bit of a gap. Um, It's a very funny story that includes me not turning my mic on properly. Um, So we did have a couple of very silent episodes, which I wasn't able to release, uh, which is a learning on the downside to batch creating and then not having time to re-record. So those episodes will be getting re-recorded over the next couple of weeks. But thank you to those of you who reached out to ask where I was when we had a little bit of a gap there. So let's get into today's episode. We are talking all about what we can do when our launches are not going to plan. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Beyond the Funnel podcast. I'm your host, Louise Griffiths, and together we are going to nerd out on all things marketing and online business. After 10 years as a marketing consultant to online educators, course creators, and content-led businesses, I have strategized, built, managed, tracked, and scaled my fair share in this industry. I, along with some incredible guests, are going to share with you what's working, what's not, our highs and lows, plus insights and tools that will support you as you scale your marketing, build your marketing dream team, and celebrate smashing those big business goals. If you are ready, scratch that craving, some conversations that go beyond the beginner marketing and funnel topics, and grab a coffee, and let's get nerdy together. So I've had a few people reaching out to me over the last week or so, just trying to get a gauge a little bit of what's going on in the industry. They are either having great results or they're having, some of them are having their worst launches in years. And there seems to be a bit of a mixed bag going on. And I think this can be really dependent on a few things. Obviously, over the last couple of years, we've had a massive influx of new people into the industry selling courses and coaching and all sorts of programs. And that sort of saturation at some point is going to affect the volume that some of even the existing players in the market are seeing. Um, And I don't think that it has all to do with that. I think that there's also other environmental things that are going on at the moment. People are starting to feel the pinch a little bit more depending on which countries you're in. And I think just overall, there's a lot less stability than there has been over the last couple of years. One thing I will always say though, and I've been saying this for years, I teach this inside my launch program, is is that we often don't learn as much from our wins as we do our perceived failures. So what I mean by that is, is that when we are having really great launches, and a lot of people have been seeing that over the last couple of years, the need to go back and review and dive into the data deeply and go, how can we improve this? How can we make this better? There's less motivation to do that at the depth that we do when things aren't working. So when things are not working, we're forced to go, what do we need to do differently? Why is this not working? What could we be doing more of? What should we do less of? But we don't have that when we're winning. We're kind of just riding the wave. Now, obviously, it's always best practice to do a proper debrief of any launch or marketing campaign that you're doing. But that's better said than done when we've got a busy team and we're trying to pump things out. 
But what I wanted to go through today is just a little bit of a run thing down of things that we can be doing during the launch, after the launch, and a couple of like little mindset shifts that we can think about if you are finding that you have a launch that's not going to plan, uh, your evergreen funnel isn't performing like it used to, or even if you are winning, <laughs> we should be looking at all of these things anyways to see how we can improve them. So let's get started. I want to first talk about what we can be doing when we're in the middle of our launches. So there's a couple of things we want to be keeping in mind once we are starting to promote. So even before car opens, when we're doing our webinar registrations or our challenge registrations, from the get-go, we want to be looking at things like our open rates of our emails, the click rates of our emails, and the signups to what we're promoting. Now, there will be someone that is listening saying, yes, but you know, open rates are not accurate, click rates are not accurate, perhaps not. But what we're trying to do here is create a benchmark, both from email to email, they tend to be consistently wrong in the same way that Facebook ads statistics and reporting are normally out as well, but they're consistently out normally. So we are using it as a benchmark. We want to also be reviewing it in comparison to our previous launches. Ideally, previous launches we've done at the same time of year in other years. And that's why for those of you that have launched before, this is an ideal situation if you're consistently launching at the same time every year. So we want to be comparing apples to apples at similar times that we've done this launch before. And then once we go into things like our webinar or our challenge or whatever live activities that we're doing, we obviously want to be looking at the engagement rate of people during that time, the show up rates to live components like our webinar. How are these compar comparing to what we expected? And especially if you've done things like you noticed a low show up rate last launch, so you've put a better show up sequence in place, is it improving? Um, and it can be tricky, obviously, if you've made improvements or you've made changes because you don't know if it's those changes or if it's the, the kind of environment that we're going into. But you really just want to be looking through what can we be doing differently? What can we do, be doing better? So definitely compare ideally to a launch you've done at the same time before, if not just your last launch. Then you want to be looking at how can we be increasing one-on-one -on -one engagement? So can I be getting our hottest leads into the DMs? Can I be chatting to them on email? How can we actually start to get a one-on-one -on -one conversation going with the people that are most likely to buy? Again, if you've been doing launches for a while, you should know who they are. You um, ideally will have profiled your purchasers from previous launches so you'll know how long are they normally on list for, how many things that they normally opted in for, um, do they normally like sign up for XYZ? So once you have an idea of who an average buyer normally looks like, you then should be able to identify those types of people during uh, your launches. So they're the people that turn up to webinars. They've been on your list for at least three months. They are interacting when they're on the webinar. They're leaving comments. They are doing the homework during the challenge in the Facebook group. You want to be getting a list of those people together and looking how can we be reaching out to them personally. You also want to review your messaging if you feel it's not working. So you might even want to put um, some software like Hotjar onto your sales page to see how are people actually interacting with this sales page? Are they reading it? Is everyone clicking out at the same point? So really getting used to 
um, understanding how people are actually engaging with your message and engaging with those key touch points. So if we're ever in doubt about how a sales page is performing, I love to install something like Hotjar or another type of software that's actually gonna give us that real-time feedback of how people are actually interacting with the page. So that's another one that I, um, I recommend you giving a go. But again, sometimes when we rinse and repeat our launches, we are just kind of pulling messaging over from one launch to the other. And so actually taking the time to sit down and re-review everything with a fresh brain, get a cup of coffee and actually sit down and go, okay, I'm a brand new person. I haven't been through a launch before. I'm reading this. Is it actually clear? Am I making assumptions about their knowledge of who I am, my experience in the past, the benefits they're going to get from this program, the results that we've gotten people before, the value of everything that they're getting, do they understand how much one-on-one time they're getting with group coaches, just making sure that you're actually articulating the benefits of the program, the benefits of purchasing from you. So coming at it from a fresh brain, reread your emails, reread your social posts, relook at your ads, read your sales page, even get someone that knows you but doesn't really know your business all that well to do it and then relay back to you what it is they understand about the program to make sure that you're not making assumptions about how people are interpreting what you're doing. And especially when we do rinse and repeat launches, we do have this tendency to pull messaging over from launch to launch. And every so often we really do need to give it a good refresh, a good cleanup and relook at it. Because when we're doing small edits over time, we can actually lose some of that sparkle to some of our copy and messaging in favor of conversion best practices and increasing page speed and all those sorts of things. So it's really important that we do that from time to time. Also make sure that everything is actually going out. (laughs) And this sounds like an obvious one, but we've actually had instances where low signups have been a massive issue. And it's turned out that the email, one of the emails didn't send or wasn't scheduled or that it's only going to part of the email list for one reason or another. Their tag has been misinterpreted or something like that. So getting your tech person to do a thorough check through, make sure everything's scheduled properly, everything's sending to the right lists, the right people are being excluded from those emails, that reminder emails for webinars are going out to the right people that have signed up on the right date, just little things like that. When we are in the middle of launch builds and having been running launches for multiple years, like it's so easy to do to just be scheduling everything and going, yep, that's scheduled, that's scheduled, that's scheduled. And little things like who's actually getting the email, who's excluded from the email, did the email actually go out, can actually get missed. And we've also had instances where we've noticed that the reason is actually because the link wasn't working in the email. How do we notice that? Because there was absolutely no clicks on the email in the reporting. So it's really important to keep on top of that sort of thing. And I would actively have your tech person during a launch monitoring these things. So every morning, making sure the emails from yesterday went out, when in really key email like car open or replay emails going out, make sure that someone has at least one dummy email signed up to receive it as if they're a person going through the launch just like everybody else. And that goes back to everything. Just make sure everything's being tested, especially on mobile. 
Um, especially in things, softwares like Leap Pages, you have options for some things to display on desktop and some things to display on mobile only. So it's really important that things are tested on both desktop and mobile, especially if you've got different elements showing on different devices. And also just from a readability and a usability perspective, again, pop-ups might be too big for mobile devices. So you really just wanna go back through everything with a fine tooth comb and make sure it's all working. And that goes for your sales page as well. If anything doesn't look good on mobile, you um, generally speaking, if you look at your traffic, we'll find that most of your traffic's coming from mobile. So you wanna make sure that you're making it look good for mobile first, and then you do what you can to make it look just as good on desktop. So those are the sorts of things I would be looking at if you're in a launch right now and you're looking for that extra couple of percent to get over the line. Um, and as I mentioned um, right at the beginning, the one-on-one -on -one engagement is a big thing that you can be doing even if your launch is going well, creating lists of hot people that are an ideal profile for the people who've bought before and actually reaching out to them, DMing them, emailing them, asking them how they're going with the homework from the challenge, um, asking them how they enjoyed the webinar, making sure they got the replay, just that extra one-on-one, -on -one, you'll be surprised how many people will get over the line just because an actual person reached out to ask a question that they were too worried or felt silly to ask. They didn't want to email and bother someone. Uh, and so taking the time to do that, regardless of how your launch is going, um, I would highly recommend, especially um, at the moment. And then after the launch, again, just making sure that you're doing a really thorough debrief. Um, regardless of whether the launch goes well or it doesn't go as well as you were expecting, make sure you profile all your buyers, making sure that you're getting all your stats, making sure you've got everything that you'll want to then compare to next launch. So this isn't just your opportunity to get all the stats that you want for a debrief. This is also your opportunity to collect the data so that when you go into the next launch and you've made changes, that you actually have that data to compare and you're not trying to go back after the fact and try and find it because a lot of it can be really hard to find in retrospect, especially things like your email list where they can fluctuate because even if you pull a report after the fact, if someone's unsubscribed, they'll no longer come up in those reports, for example. Um, and so doing the reports in the moment is really, really important. And then also sending out a post-launch survey or some sort of email to the people who did interact with the launch to make sure that you've covered your bases in terms of why they didn't buy, what they did enjoy about the launch. So you can even ask them, you know, what was your biggest aha about the challenge, things like that. There's a couple of benefits to this. You're receiving feedback that might actually change how you do next launch, but you might also be able to get a few people over the line, either with the product, if you can still let people in after carts closed, or with other products, one-on-one -on -one ses sessions, other ways that you can support them until the next round where they might be able to buy your more expensive program. Um, and so really understanding, again, just trying to get as much, as many people as possible into a conversation uh, and the post um, purchase surveys are, uh, sorry, post launch surveys are a really good way to do that. The other thing that you want to make sure that you're doing is you're doing a purchase survey as well. So the people who did buy from you asking them, what did you enjoy most about the challenge? Um, what was your biggest aha? What one thing did you create while we were doing the challenge? What did you focus on? What was, what did you think you were going to get into the challenge before you started? Whatever those questions may be. And then what was the one thing that made you buy? 
Um, you know, how long have you known about XYZ person? Because you want to also see what their answers are because you might find that all the people that didn't buy were focused on one thing during the challenge and the people that actually bought did something different. They were focused on something different. They took more action, which is generally the case. Um, but also you'll, you'll be able to see the discrepancies in how people think about you um, and, and not just make assumptions. One of the really interesting things that we find is that question around how long have you known XYZ? Or in your case, it would be how long have you known me? Uh, how long have you been following me? Quite often, people misjudge how long they've been following. Um, and I say that because we often get people saying, oh, I've been following our, um, you on Instagram for three months or six months. And then we look and they've actually been in our email system for two years, three years, four years. But they forget, like they might have been getting emails, but it wasn't until they started engaging with us on Instagram that they really felt like a follower um, or even realized that they were following our content intentionally. And that is actually really important because when you're doing other messaging, you can sort of address that a little bit more or feel like, okay, there's a tipping point where, yes, they can be on our email list, but it's not until they start actively engaging with us on Instagram that they feel like they have start to know us, know our frameworks, know what we do. So that's really important. We need to be getting more people over or we need to be translating that content into our emails more. And so it's a really interesting reflection to do that sort of work as well. And that, of course, feeds back into your next launch as well. The next one is opportunities. So even if you've had a launch that hasn't quite gone to plan, you need to remember that you have new leads that have now come into your world regardless. How are you going to nurture them? What else could you be selling to them? How could you get to know those people so that next time you launch, they're the ones that are absolutely ready to buy? So even if we feel like we failed, quote unquote, we need to remember that there are lots of opportunities for these people coming in. Quite often when I do launches with clients, the people who come in cold during a launch are not actually the people that go on to buy. They're the people that go on to buy the next launch or the launch after that. So if you are sitting there and you're having a launch that hasn't gone to plan, you have to remember that you've already laid the foundations for the next launch to be successful. So now we need to go and we need to focus there. We need to work out how do we now look at the people that we've brought into our world? How do we nurture them so that next launch, here's our opportunity. Here's the people that are most likely to buy from us in six months time. How can we give them the most incredible experience for the next six months so that buy becomes an absolute no-brainer next round around because we know that these are the most people that are primed and ready to buy from the, start, the da data that we've done before. And this also comes back to the fact that you're likely all, also going to have increased engagement across your socials. So if you've been running paid traffic in particular, uh, you will have been getting more engagement across the board. There's a poll of people that say that when you run paid traffic, your organic reach does go down. 
Um, that's hard to prove one way or another because the algorithm is so fickle at times anyway. But what you need to focus on is that you've had this run of higher engagement, hopefully, um, even if it's just been because you've been more visible on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or wherever you prefer to be. How can you now keep that momentum up and keep that engagement rate up as well? So there's obviously a lot of opportunities there to now just stick to this engagement momentum that you have, the posting the stories, the posting to the feed consistently how can we continue with that pattern and you should also have paid traffic learnings as well so if you've been getting a certain lead cost during launch okay now let's run leads now how is that differing how are things changing I always recommend that going into any launch you've had paid traffic running for a while the algorithm always seems to prefer people who've been running ads consistently rather than the stop start stop start and it's also in your best interest from a learning perspective to know what's working in terms of imagery and copy um I always have people coming to me saying you know the ads that we were using just three months ago aren't working anymore like the ad cost is like spiked it's three four five times higher than it was before and it's really just because the trends within social are changing yes there might be algorithm changes there's definitely stats within paid traffic we need to look at like is your cpm different is there other inherent costs in Facebook that are more expensive but if you're running ads all the time, you're going to be able to better adapt to the changes that are happening from month to month so that going into the next launch, you're able to kind of take advantage of that as well. So taking the the learnings from what was likely an increased spend during launch and going, what did we learn from this? How can we take this back into our evergreen that we're now going to be working on? And then, as I mentioned, we obviously have a lot of the environmental factors that are going on at the moment. So you know, we're coming into busy season. November's always busy. December's always kind of a weird month. Going into January, everybody launches as well. So the next couple of months are going to be a little bit more expensive, likely for things like paid traffic. Um, there seems to be a lot of weird algorithm things going on with Facebook um, and Instagram in particular at the moment in terms of even organic reach. So we're going to have to play with those. But just remember that everybody is in the same boat here. Um, and we did have an influx of people coming into the online education space in every niche over the last couple of years. But especially if you were around before 2020 with your business, then you know that there is always ebbs and flows. And the most important thing here is just ensuring that you've got strong foundations in your business and that you can maintain as much consistency as possible. You're talking to your audience, you're selling them what they want. And you know, at the end of the day, there will be people that will start to fall out of the industry. I think that that's just gonna be the way, you know, people, a big influx of people came in. And I think we're, we're going to see a little bit of the, the reverse of that over the next six to 12 months. But if you're here to build a strong business, you've got staying power, you're clear on your messaging, you're clear on who you serve. At the end of the day, this is just one of those waves that we're going to ride. Like I mentioned, some people are seeing a lot of success right now. Others are struggling a little bit more. We need to learn to adapt and we probably need to learn to adapt a lot quicker now than we have over the last couple of years. So stay strong. I'm always here and I'm always a DM away on Instagram if you ever need anything as well. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. And until I speak to you again next week, I hope you all have a lovely end to the week and weekend. And remember that um, you can also leave a review 
and submit your question for the podcast over at louisegriffiths.com forward slash podcast. I really appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you again soon.